hello, hello, and welcome to Drinking During Business Hours. I'm your host, Sarah J. Today, I have a magical duo. A magical duo. I, I, I think we could call it an It Hollywood couple. <laughs> Today, here in our studio at Drinking During Business Hours, I have Eric Guerra, wine expert and creator and host of Reserve Tastings with Eric Guerra. Hold on one second. I need to... Uh... <laughs> he's gargling with uh, uh he's a professional ex, yes ex vinda provence rosé uh 2016 vintage our sponsor i'm glad that it's hitting every it, part of your palate there you're really making sure that it's touching all it, it, parts it, it has to every every sensory yes. the five sensories on the tongue really you can't do that unless you gargle absolutely Here, I think I'm gonna and, join you okay you want to try it oh no mom no, get it, right? <laughs> go uh, it does aerate it in the mouth, though, like it's supposed to. I'd never thought about that. Well, and on the table, I got a little bit on the such table. A, but, such yeah. a long finish. Yes. <laughs> it's good to have professionals around. Uh, this no, is going to be fun. <laughs> I see how this is going to go. You're actually we my first wine. You're, I mean. you're my, you are, though, my first wine guest, my first you know, wine That's professional right. on the show. Nice. And gargles. accompanying oh. Eric. Uh, and I start off by gargling. Accompanying Eric is two-time Grammy-nominated saxophonist, vocalist, and author. She's had 10 number one singles, two number one Billboard jazz CDs, and four solo CDs that have landed number five and above on the Billboard company jazz charts. And her album with the bone shakers debuted today september 15th 2017 called east west sessions mindy abear hey you two well happy um, to drink with you, uh, <laughs> you, you missed one on. of probably the most important things on her resume she is stunningly hot and she's oh, stunningly hot nice you okay, started well, drinking earlier segue. didn't you that's a great segue <laughs> because I, I, I will never forget so so eric you you and i we go back i think about 12 years it's got to be about 12 to 10 13. to 12 yeah. yes and you were and in miami right? i was in miami yeah. um i was in the champagne business you mm -hmm. were in the sparkling wine Napa Valley business for like Mom a, Napa. Like a true cork dork. You true, we gotta, were, we were, you gotta make I, sure you make the dissemination in the bubbles. I know, right? I do. Sparkling champagne, and champagne. Sparkling wine, okay? Champagne it's not the same. So it's just, just put you not. in your place. <laughs> Both bubbles, man. Both just bubbles. saying. No, I tell yeah. you what, they're making fine bubbles yeah. in Napa no, Valley. I agree, though. I agree. Champagne. I, I can't different. differentiate. I really can't. But uh, so we were working for this company called, um, who, you know, no longer kind of a disheveled company. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they were cool, but it was, it was, yeah. a, it was, stressful there were acquisitions left and right yeah. and it was kind of a bonding thing yeah to, and and you and I were friends because I really think and I haven't stayed in contact with a lot of our ex-colleagues the great people but right. I really believe that you were an artist you were the artist you were the showman yeah. you were the performer of the group well, and we just kind of clicked and stayed friends and kind of looked out for one another with I love each other's podcast. careers, and you know, I mean, it was really kind of a You're right. thing. True. And and you know, uh, the and the position I was in, I had you know a lot of salespeople, a lot of marketing people, a lot of winemakers, you know, and everything. But mm -hmm. there was a few people that you could tell they were just really passionate and understood the business. And you were definitely one of them. Uh, you were definitely one of them. And the market you were in, Miami, it's not easy to sell champagne in Miami. It was gluttonous. I mean, if anybody's listening to us right now, that's been to Miami. The one thing you see is champagne. It's every. <laughs> 
everywhere. <laughs> it's all over the place, right? I mean, you walk into any hotel and champagne is it flowing down the streets. In it. So to actually try to represent it there is, is a great thing, but it's also, it's it was a lot of work. Man. It is. It was a lot dog. of work. It was and you crazy. were really, really excellent at it. You, oh, man, you seem to you. love it. And I do. I know I you do. I mean, after all these years, I know you do. And you've probably become one of my best friends. Yeah, so. I, I feel the yeah. same. And I'll never forget, uh, we were emailing each other and said, hey, you know, what's up? Just, just touching base and right. you said you're never going to believe this <laughs> I'm dating a rock star oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> and I said now rock star can be a very loose right. term you know we kind of say that, that title very loosely in the wine industry and the food and wine industry especially <laughs> we call chefs rock stars and you know various yeah, professionals and yeah. so yeah. I wasn't expecting you know you to really be a rock star <laughs> it's like no I'm, I'm dating saxophonist Mindy Bear. I was like what <laughs> oh wait let's catch this on mic high five <laughs> high five how'd I totally you get Mindy win. a bear yes. dude winning you guys are easy you guys are easy I love that and wow, I mean, from and then you invited me to one of your shows, and, oh, yeah, uh, you gotta I, mean, come out. and I just oh, and then I met you, and you were cool, ah, and you're thanks. beautiful, and you're it just, doesn't I have just, to be your dad's jazz saxophone, you know. I reject <laughs> yeah. that opinion that it has to be. Oh, we're gonna go see a concert with a saxophonist. It's gonna be you know, sit down and just drink a nice bottle of wine and just enjoy. Subdued. Like you should be able to. We to rock out. We you know? rocked out. And drink the wine. With our cock out. <laughs> if I could. Yeah, I would. If, you could, if I, I mean, could, I would. Could. I think. <laughs> oh, I got a question. Uh, okay. You over there. You don't have to raise your hand. Yeah. Yes. Nobody can see me actually raise my hand. <laughs> yeah, can I have another glass of wine? Please uh, help right, yourself okay. to, I mean, to sure a little more X, to do that. Okay. our featured wine this evening from Provence. It is a magnum. You've got a long it, way yeah, to go. Yeah, we're drinking it. My job. Oh, sorry. I love. I, there you go. I, I wanted the dynamic effect because you are the dynamic couple. <laughs> oh, that's you, great. And wine and music. It totally makes wine sense. Wine and music. Right? Wine and music. So I, I uh, it does visited your site. Yeah, it does. Um, uh, Reserve tastings with Eric Guerra, and yeah. you guys had this really cute segment where Mindy's playing the saxophone and you're talking about wine. Yeah. And it's so brilliant because you're like, so Mindy, how would you characterize this wine music-wise? And then she plays like a little cool solo. Yeah. And it did match yeah. the wine that you were. It yeah. was like well, the bright, it sparkly notes. Yeah, that was so creative it, and cool. It's the same thing with wine and food. It depends where you are. If it's sitting on the patio and and you're barbecuing and you have a certain type of music on, mm -hmm. and at night when you might put some blues on if you're doing whatever you know you're you're making some excellent um, Italian food and you try a different type of wine, it really matches the moment and what's going on at the time. Now I know that you are you're a Florida girl, no? Florida. Florida. St. Petersburg. Born and raised in St. Petersburg. Okay. What a beautiful. No one I know right now has power. <laughs> Are they really? So it, it hit St. Petersburg as well. You know, it, it, I mean, it hit the whole state. The whole that was state. such a huge, Irma was such a huge <clears throat> hurricane. And we've lived through a lot of hurricanes. You know, I was born and yeah. raised in Florida. Yeah. But this one was, it was pretty sizable. And we were really lucky. Yeah. You know, my friends who were there, I was not there. Thank goodness. But they were really lucky that it wasn't a Category 5 when it hit Ooh. us, you know. Are your but, mom and dad uh, still no, in St. Petersburg? Okay, I thought, because I, I had met them at one of your shows. Yeah. Really lovely couple. Yeah. 
Very so cool. No hurricane for them. Mm-hmm. No hurricane for us. But, you know, yeah. we're calling back and forth and checking in with people. And they're like, uh, yeah, no power. Yeah. Or, you know, the the Panera down, you know, eight blocks from here has power and right. internet. So we're going there. Or the Starbucks mm. down the street has it. You know, so. And it's oh. a hot time of year Woo. not to have power. I mean, yeah. September's one of the hottest months of the year you for Florida. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I lived there for a long time in Miami. And it's, uh, yeah. Yeah, so we're yeah, you know nuts. hoping for the best for the good folks of Florida. But the great thing about Miami is when it floods, it bubbles because of the amount of champagne there. Just, just <laughs> uh, no, let me tell you, I did have the best hurricane parties. Oh, did you? Really? Everyone was yeah, at my place house, during right? a hurricane. Absolutely, Everybody man. knocked on the door. Yeah, the Everyone, allocation of Perigeuette oh, comes floating we in, right? Definitely sabered the bottles off the terrace. It was oh, just yeah. love it. Just that's the way to weather a storm. Epitome of debauchery. <laughs> it was crazy. Well, you know, know, when I was sitting on the on the couch eating a mortadilla sandwich by myself, drinking a glass of wine in Sonoma, I'm on Facebook, you know, living her life out in Miami, you know, going, damn, that looks pretty good. She's you know? popping bottles She's off killing the porch. She's, you, you know, know, in the sun. Yeah. Now, on the beach. Eric, are you? You're a quintessential Cali man, if I'm not mistaken, or no? Uh, no, I grew up in Jersey. Oh, you what? Yeah. You grew up yeah, in Jersey. I would have man. never called that ever. Grew up in Jersey. Why? Do we have a do we have a problem oh, with this? Oh, it comes out. Do we have a problem with this right now? Because do we need to turn the mic off and talk about this before? Hey, uh, yeah, I grew up in Jersey and eighteen years old just drove to San Diego and went to San Diego okay, State. Okay. So you were which, young when you came to Cali. Right. And okay. you know, there's another similarity with Mindy and I. She went to one of the greatest music schools, not only in the country, but in the world, the Berkeley School of Music, right? Yes. Up in Boston. Up yeah. in Boston, right? Impressive. I went to San Diego State, which is probably one of the top drinking schools in the entire country. <laughs> Very so impressive. We were number two party school. So and uh, yeah. It was yeah. just meant to be. <laughs> and when I got my first job at Kendall Jackson, my mother called me up and I got this New York, Long Island mom, you know, Long Island thick mom. Accent. Thick accent. You wow, can hear her smoking. Really? Oh, yeah. I don't know why. I just oh, never. Yeah. And whenever she calls me, you can hear this. You can hear. <laughs> Hi, Eric. And I'm like, oh, she's sitting <laughs> oh, down smoking. This is going to be a long one. That's badass. I said, hey, mom, I got a job at Kendall Jackson. This is a, a big step for me. And she goes, oh, that makes sense, honey. I'm like, what do you mean that makes sense? She goes, well, that was really all you were very good at in college. <laughs> And I think it was a compliment, but it turned out to be one, you know, I I think. It It all worked out for you, but no, I don't think it was a compliment from your mom at the moment. You know, making money out of drinking every day. And and how many boys did your mom have? She had uh, two others. Okay. Which are kind of, you know, it doesn't really matter. The other two are just. Yeah, yeah, they're not. They're not. Stop it. (laughs) It's all about mentioning. It's all about It's Eric, baby. He's the greatest guys on the planet. They really are. Yeah. But they're back in Jersey still. So now I lived, uh, you know, I lived so, my whole life other than that in, in California, California, up and down the coast. Yeah, you and, seem like uh, just such a California man to yeah, me. Yeah, love you it got here. the hair, the tan, yeah. the Harley. Yeah. Right? You still yeah. got, okay. Yeah. And that's that's part. Now, you have a pilot or did you, um, uh, is the pilot reserve tastings or what yeah, is well, the? Yeah, well, it's a trailer. Okay, um, and so, you know, the purpose of Reserve Tastings was just to do a one-minute video um, education mm-hmm. on wine. But it wasn't so much education, I, I guess. It was also just lifestyle. And because I get to go to some crazy places. Yeah. You know, I, I, France and Italy and, and then also Malibu Hills or the wine ghetto in Lompoc or some little winery in, in Sonoma that someone else can't get into. And I was like, wow, these things are just so cool that I get to experience. And some of them are amazing chateaus like you've seen. And some mm-hmm. of them are just like 
a safari on a on a vineyard. That's kind of the best. Yeah, and I wanted to share it, and yeah. uh, and you know, I started getting a little following, and 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 they're short videos because I'm an ADD guy. I like to just move, <laughs> and, you know. But I, I think it's if a true. book is longer than two pages, it's hard for me to read. True, you know, right? yeah, without I, pictures as well. I think it's <laughs> awesome because you do have this life that brings you to all these cool places. Yeah, and we looked at each other at one point. We were like. How do we, I mean, we're so lucky that we get to do this. I mean, I get to go around and play different places and he'll follow me. And then he gets to go to, you know, Champagne or Burgundy or Sonoma or Napa and I follow him. It's a blessed life. Yeah. Yeah. So it's nice to take a few videos and go, okay, we've just got to commemorate this. And he has, he just romanticizes wine like no one I've ever I've ever, ever, ever met. He's poetic about it. Very poetic, very inspiring. Mm-hmm. There are very few people on the planet who can draw you in and just, it's, you know, and say, I love it's this. the greatest in the world. You've got to love this. This is why I'm yeah. here. And I, I buy into it. Just hook, line, and sinker. I'm like, yeah. So I, you know, I oh, thought yeah. that other people would too. And hey, sure enough, it's people love it. Yeah, so they love later, it. By the way. Oh yeah. Now, <laughs> now, how did you two? Right how did you two meet? <laughs> oh my God, she so came up and hit on me. It was really? really? It was almost embarrassing. So kind now of felt bad out, about Mindy. it. You know, like, right, well, Something tells me that she, Mindy may have a different version. But it's totally different, actually. <laughs> I so want to hear. Bro- we want to hear both versions. Okay. Well, that's my that's my version that didn't happen. So let's go to the real version now you know so real version is i'm at dinner i'm gonna pour the wine while you guys i'll let you do the backstory but i'm at dinner with my friend dave cause who is a great saxophonist a great artist Mm -hmm. and uh we had done a record together and and been on tour together so we're having dinner one uh one night in west hollywood and he goes i'd like to hook you up with someone and i know i've never done that but I've got someone I think you would really like. I think you would connect. And he's he's my winemaker. And I'm like, ding. Interesting. Cool. All right. Yeah. And he goes, he understands the luxuries of life, the luxury lifestyles. You know, mm-hmm. he worked in sparkling wine and he travels the world. But he's also a real guy. And he, you know, can just be down and dirty and, you know, eat burritos in the sand and go to the beach. And he's yeah. a great dad. And, mm-hmm. you know, he's got two girls. And, you know, I was like, all right, your winemaker, right? Okay, so he's ugly and he's and he's probably a big guy, right? <laughs> and uh, so I was like, okay, show me a picture of this this guy who's too good to be true and he showed me a picture and then I'm like yeah you're lying there, he doesn't no. exist this came with the Hallmark frame absolutely that's not you know <laughs> and the two beautiful girls right right it's two like, beautiful no, daughters I'm on. like nah Harley gay eye usually has it right and you know Dave has a good good eye oh, so yeah. I'm like wow. alright Dave well. I'll, I'll take you up on your blind date like let's do this so uh, he hooked us up Via yeah. phone, and we uh, yeah, we yeah. went on a date. We yeah. went on a date, and we um, we talked about Springsteen because oh, yeah, obviously, you know, I didn't know much about jazz at the time, so I, I didn't know who Mindy was. You know, mm. I was listening to Foo Fighters and you know, rock and roll, the and rock stuff. pop stuff, yeah, pop stuff, Dave mm-hmm. Matthews, and great uh, bands, by the way. But yeah, yeah, so, but this is yeah. like a completely different category, yeah, yeah, of music, um, yeah. And so it was. It was actually great not not knowing her before I met her because you know, I just met her as her, and then um, probably the one, much better. You weren't starstruck. You yeah. weren't. It didn't overshadow. Yeah, yeah. You know your impression of what you would think she would be. No, yeah. but my world is such a yeah. microcosm. You know, if you go to jazz concerts or blues concerts, you might know who I am. But otherwise. 
probably not. You're very you know? humble. So it's very like, modest, it's, yeah. gorgeous woman. He <laughs> comes in just like, <laughs> yeah, carry the bag. You've been right. in, you know, I mean, you you have performed with some of the most iconic musicians ever to to have ever lived. I've been really I, lucky. Yeah, I mean, you know, we're talking. I mean, you were featured on American Idol with Aerosmith. Absolutely, someone you, who came I to mean, my CD release party last night. They. They said, we first saw you on American Idol playing for Philip Phillips, and we thought you were mm-hmm. really cool, and we saw you every week, and we thought you added so much. We just started following your career. <laughs> I was like, wow. Very cool. Really? I can see that. Yeah. You know? And then some people come in from Aerosmith. Yeah. And it's like, mm-hmm. oh, mm-hmm. I became a fan when you played with Aerosmith. I'm like, really? Okay, and cool. My dad is a fan. He knows you from The Roots. I'm oh, Jimmy really? Fallon. Oh, from sitting here. That's how my dad. Yeah, my dad. So <laughs> my dad. Okay. Cheers to your dad. That's musician, cool. Right? He is a very talented yeah. classical guitarist. Really? Oh yeah. And, yeah. Wow. and, and you got to see a picture of this dude too. I mean, he looks like the, uh, the perfect guy. <laughs> and where does he live? You know, he lives in Michigan. He lives. on Lake Huron, yeah. and he plays. Taraga and Segovia, four to six hours a day. Oh my gosh. He's a very intense classical yeah. guitarist. Does he have and the, uh, the long fingernails? He does. He does. He yes. does the whole. He's a very much a showman, and he's a big Love fan that. of yours. Oh, and cool. but but he discovered you from the roots, and then he started following you. And um and you've also you toured with Bruce Springsteen. I mean, I could go I on didn't and tour on with him. I oh, okay, I got to play me. with him a night. Which the pinch me like I can summer. I can die now and everything's fine. Yeah, but um, but is yeah. that is that how you met Max Weinberg or how did that? No, actually, because- I was hooked up with Max Weinberg um, because well uh, because Clarence Clemens passed away mm. and uh, that's a big was, loss. I know. I Huge. mean, as a sax player, I was just <gasps> you know, but I know. Uh, millions and millions of fans, you know, just mm-hmm. loved him as the big man. And but I, I had a kind of different love for him. That it was, you know, he plays the instrument I play, and yeah, you know, he's someone I, I look up to philosophically mm-hmm. as as uh, an instrumentalist. But mm-hmm. he passed away, and Max Weinberg had a gig um, in about three nights uh, at in Newport Beach, and the promoter of the gig called me, and he goes. Max is actually going to do the gig. He's going to stay and play the gig. I figured he'd cancel. But he goes, look, I think you should come in and play like some Clarence stuff because this is just, this just happened and it would be amazing. And I know you're a Clarence Clemens fan. And I I said, well, I I don't even know Max Weinberg. I I mean, yeah, I'm a super fan, but he goes, oh, whatever. I'm going to make a call. I mean, cut to Max called me. I was in a rehearsal room with them in North Hollywood the next day. Woo-hoo. And it was Max and Bill Champlin from uh, Chicago. Yeah. Wow. And yeah. I was Iconic integrating into their Hi. music set and figuring out how we could, you know, breathe a little Clarence into the set. And that gig happened, and we all just felt this magic, this energy. And so Max came up to me at the end of the night, and he goes... You, you want to go on tour? <laughs> I mean, he goes, I don't know wow. what you're doing for the next couple of weeks, but we got these dates and we're in all these cities. And well, why don't you just... my calendar. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know. Why don't you just come in we'll put laundry, your name on the bill gotta, too manager. and yeah. we'll just do some of your stuff and you do what... This, this is just fun. And so I became friends with those guys and, and we became close. And so when Springsteen came on to do the Beacon Theater... Uh, for stand up for heroes, 
uh, yeah, Max called me the night before, and he goes, okay, I just found out this is happening, and wow. we need someone to play spirit in the night. I know you know it, and, you know, could you fly in and do it? And I was, I was like a blur to the airport. <laughs> yeah. So that really was a pivotal moment it, Absolutely. With, with the trajectory of things. I mean, you were already very successful, but, I mean, that really kind of opened, I would imagine, opened some doors. And You know what? I um, don't know if it opened... T- you know, career doors for me or not. I think it was just a, a, a really cool me. footnote. And, and we've uh-huh. become great friends with Max. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, I've, it's I've heard it's you talk about him. And guy. yeah, nice. yeah. But I mean, I, actually, there is a YouTube video with you <laughs> right, uh, right. on stage with Springsteen. You know, there's like for a moment here or there. Very but cool. then Springsteen goes and dives in the crowd during the song. Yeah. So, of course, when oh, Mindy's really? solo comes on, because Spirit of Night's got this one section. It's not, not a solo, but it, yeah, I guess it's it is. Yeah, it's a solo. Yeah. Of course, he's in the crowd, so the cameraman go, chase him. <laughs> well, no, I was so excited. Like, I can't, you know. You know so you see her up there, but for a I'm moment. I'm starting you know? to play the solo, yeah. and, like, Bruce looks at me, and, you know, just looks me in the eyes, and I was right, like, just takes oh, off. my God, this yeah. is the coolest thing <laughs> crowd ever. And I'm not even right. thinking. I'm just thinking, like, this is Bruce Springsteen, and I'm playing Spirit in the Night at the Beacon Theater, like, Screaming oh, in your head. Kidding yeah. me. Oh my God. Like crazy. And then he moment. looks at me and then he literally turns around and jumps off the stage and starts surfing over people's chairs. What a spirit. And I'm just yeah. losing Ooh, my whole a- mind. And I'm like, Mindy, you're playing a solo. Like, think about this. Hold on. Like, stop being a fan for a second. <laughs> you actually have a job that you're here to, to really do. Quickly and get back stop and just focus. being a total right. super fan. Just like, look, he's surfing the chairs. <laughs> you know. But that, I think that was for me. You know, I just I think, think it was totally yeah. for my mojo to be yeah. like. You seem to get more exposure when you're playing with Aerosmith sure, for a bunch sure. of years. And you play with yeah. Duran uh, and yeah. John Duran Taylor. And, yeah. 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 You have a new album that debuted today, September 15th, 2017, with the Bone Shakers um, called East West Sessions. I don't even know where to begin with this. I, I have had um, the the pleasure, the su- supreme pleasure of seeing you live with the Bone Shakers a couple of times. They're fun, aren't they? Oh, you have showmen in that crazy, band. Man. Woo! Now, Randy's, you know, so, hopping up and down and getting crazy and on his knees and shaking stuff that you don't know can shake. I did. I had no idea you could shake that. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, no how, about. how did that come about? How did your relationship <laughs> with the Bone Shakers come about? You know, what? I've known Randy forever. And, you know, he's a guy that I first met when I moved to Los Angeles. And I got called to play in this rock band. And I was like, sure. I walk in and this guy is just killing it. I mean, the guitar player, who is Randy Jacobs. Larger than life. Larger than life, Mm -hmm. doing backflips off the stage, playing a guitar solo. It's crazy. All over the place, hopping over the drum set, you know, playing. I mean, it was just, it was nuts. And we became friends. And he's been on a bunch of my records, and I've played on a bunch of his records. And we've just, we've always stayed in each other's lives. But cut to a couple years ago, his band, The Bone Shakers, was playing the same jazz festival we were you know they were on stage a and we were over here on stage b and you know we were so close and i was like i'm coming over to sit in you know so i sat in for the whole set and i just i had this huge smile on my face the whole time it was just it was inspiring it was great the musicianship was just stellar just the energy was there it was inspiring Mm -hmm. and i looked at him afterwards i'm like 
we got to do this every night. This is nuts. <laughs> I, I, this is what it's supposed to be, right? It's supposed to be that, you know, whether you're a comedian or an yeah, you, actor you, or a winemaker. You just or, know. It's like you love. Know. You just know. Yeah, there's that yeah. it factor, yeah. that intangible. Yes. yes. And so we decided to make it official. Mindy Bear and the Bone Shakers, and we were just complete idiots. Don't try this at home. But we <laughs> recorded our very first gig together, and that became our live record, which... That's crazy. I think that's romantic as hell. Yeah, it is. Okay? I just, I love that. I love, I mean, because it's, uh, you know, impromptu and raw and real. And there's like a poetic factor to it. Very, you know, artistic and... It's fun. Oh, and, and it, I, was, it was a it was a club up in Seattle uh, called Jazz Alley, and it couldn't be cooler. Like, how many seats? Maybe two hundred, three, four hundred yeah. seats. Love the name. And I mean, it, yeah, and it, it looks like a jazz club stuck like the in real, time. The real man. deal. I mean, it's just yeah. Plates clanking, glass yeah. clanking. Yeah, you, yeah. You know, and, and there's little lights things. on every table. Okay. Yeah, you can't you there's can't people script screaming it. at you like yeah. Can't script it. Yeah, you <laughs> can't on. script it better. Yeah. <laughs> Play it. it was the perfect uh, place. It really was, you know. It was. Yeah. It was intimate. It felt like home. We've played there a dozen years. We've always done Valentine's Day weekend in Seattle at Jazz Alley, and so it was. It was a setting that we all felt good with, you know. And I was just like, roll tape. I don't even want to know you're rolling tape, but just roll tape. Right. Some cool stuff oh, is about man. to happen. I and it, and it, it was. And you guys, you know, it. you did a, a Gershwin cover. Yeah, right. it's summertime. Summertime, but done like Jimi Hendrix. Yeah. <laughs> and you, you we did, bastardized right. George Gershwin you did in some, Seattle <laughs> as Jimi Hendrix. Yeah, I'm that sure was yeah, actually proud. perfect place to do Hendrix. Perfect right? place, yeah, right? Well, Seattle. Man, oh well. yeah, Seattle. <laughs> and then you did some of your old songs. So this album, though, the East West um, Sessions, is like the the first time you guys really just wrote a bunch of songs and really just got into mm-hmm. a different, not, not a different style of music, but you almost elevated what you're doing to the next level. And and it's very like Black Crows. It's very one of my favorite blues bands rock. of it's, all time. I mean, it way. is earthy and raw. And but I see I, that, you know? that you have the, the same producer, correct? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, Kevin Shirley, who produced mm-hmm. the Black Crows, mm-hmm. and Joe yeah. Bonamassa, and Led Zeppelin, mm-hmm. and Aerosmith, and, and Bonamassa came in. Us. Yeah, and, and, bon- and, and has a yeah does Bonamassa. a song or yeah. how many? Yeah, he does a song. He did on one that. song with us. Phenomenal. And he, he did the whole song. He didn't just come in for the solo and leave like a rock star. Like he actually tracked the whole song with us and couldn't have been nerdy or cool with my guitar player just going over he brought a couple guitars in and you know they're going over all the frets and the, the strings yeah. and the this and what year it is and how it's you know engraved here and how the pickups are this way and I mean it was geek central yeah and we had a blast and that guy just brought up the level. You know, if you've got a great actor on stage, you invariably come up to oh, yeah. meet him or her. You have to. And, you, know, you try just, anyway. You try like hell. Right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. just pray for the best. It makes you better. It makes you better to yeah. surround yourself with greatness. Yes. And Joe Bonamassa coming in the studio was that. My band is already that. I'm a big believer in hire people and surround yourself with people who are better than you. And I'll always be the, in my eyes, the weakest link of, of any band I put together, like purposefully. And they don't um, believe I think that's that, a nice but, way but, to be yeah, though. Right. I think that's oh, a, absolutely. Cause absolutely. every night I'm like, Woo, I better, you know, I better play something good tonight. I got to keep up with these guys. You know, it's a great place to be cause you're constantly 
wanting to better yourself. But Joe Bonamassa came in and wow. Yeah, he ripped it. Great. I can't wait. So would you say the very different styles from this album versus your first album due to the obvious the the you know the um, the venue and also now you've been playing with the Bone Shakers for how long? Yeah, uh, it's probably two and a half years now. Okay, okay. so that, years, that, yeah. that makes a difference just in terms of dynamics. I think I think you know anything we do is a journey. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in any of our businesses, whether you're making wine or whether you're a comedian or or whether you're in music, and and you kind of have to go with your passions. You know, and you kind of have to go with who you believe you are and what your belief system is Mm -hmm. and and how you're feeling. And I think that'll invariably change as as you, you know, grow and morph. But I mean, for me, it's definitely been I've I've been coming back to my rock and roll and soul and blues roots the older I get and just thinking, this is how I grew up. And I finally found a place and a way to put it into my own career. You know, for a long time I was Mm -hmm. doing jazzier stuff and, you know, kind of more polished stuff. But, you know, going on the road with Aerosmith and playing a night with Bruce Springsteen and, you know, getting to uh, play with the Bone Shakers for a long time. It's like it allows you to just kind of delve into you know, what you really want to do. And I've, I've tried to put myself in situations that bring out my passion and keep me inspired. And it's led me to this and it's, yeah, it's more rock and roll and it's more blues and I'm just loving every second. And it was fun last night. It was kind of our coming out party of this new music and this band, you know, doing all these new songs. And I had a lot of people come up and say, I've never seen you happier. You just seemed alive and you seemed so at home in it. You're very and, vibrant. And yeah. I was like, yeah. You're very, very <laughs> vibrant, both of you. So, you know, yeah, it was it, a good thing. It, I'm pouring it, you more wine. It's uh, it's oh, really interesting because, what? you know, you've been you've been solo. You know, you were so you yeah. started out as solo and now you're very That's like team and you have this, you know, this amazing yeah. posse of um they're know, a posse of, uh, yeah it's like a they're a little crazy you know, yeah motley crew if if, if you will yeah um, they're a gang and, yeah, yeah no, you're in the gang man i don't and, need to worry about her on the road man because if anybody comes up well, to her well, I got big anything, oh, yeah, yeah. you sure do i remember big we brothers were, i mean big brothers it took me a couple years for them to well we were we were having the group, we man. were having dinner together in uh that restaurant opening i forget where we were but um and you received a text you're like oh it's joe and Eric's like Joe Perry. Like, oh, <laughs> I'm like, oh. JP. <laughs> he calls him JP. I'm like, you know, don't call him I don't think JP. he calls I mean, himself JP. But like, no. no, but I mean, these are like the, what's like so normal yeah. to you. You know, these are like your brothers, and yeah, it's but I, it's pretty special. It, it is, and I yeah, it's pretty my, special. One of my biggest idols in the world is Jack White, oh, and me he too. Yeah, such a psycho from, fan. Oh, we're from good a, for you. I'm a, I'm a psycho fan. Oh, I'm a, like love really everything. I he does. stalk him. Yes, awesome. And we're from similar towns. He's from Detroit. I'm from Flint. Right. And he had this amazing interview on Conan O'Brien. So now I'm like, you know, my two Conan, I'm also a huge idol. And they were just drinking beers. It was just one-on-one, smoking cigarettes, really low-key. And Jack White said that 
he really likes being a musician because it's independent and he doesn't have to rely on you know like where you when you're an actor you rely on a director you rely right. on a crew you rely on you to make it all come together there are a lot of people that need to be a part you're right of of um of the overall production but as a musician i mean yes he has a band and he's had you know he's played with various people but he will always be fucking jack white oh yeah you know he can and be like standing on a street corner yeah. playing and doesn't I mean, need he, anything. He, he doesn't need anyone, you know, and that's, and yeah. that's you. I mean, you're with a team, you like, you have these amazing, but I, I just love that about musicians yeah. and I really admire that. And I, I, I respect the hell out of it. And that's coming from someone who stands on a stage and right. tells jokes well, for a living. I think that's one of the reasons me? why I like stand up. Opposed yeah, to, I mean, I, Howard, that's open to <laughs> kimono kind of job right there. You are man. naked I mean, that is, and unafraid. Uh, yeah, that how is. do you do that? How do you, yeah. if we can I, turn the tables yeah. on you for a second, I think you have problems. Like, really talk hating about this. yourself. Yeah, I was going to say. Despising <laughs> yourself so How much, much is there that you're willing to humiliate yourself every night? I mean, and not and just do it over and over again. <laughs> sometimes two, three times. Sometimes four times a night. I mean, oh. you, you've, you've gotten, really? I'm sure so you've gotten many? this question before, sometimes. but if you do, you have. Can you immediately recall the one of the worst moments that you've ever had on stage, where you it was know, just like, oh my god, I gotta. Drink yeah, one of my worst and moments, and I'll I'll never forget it. And um, and I don't, I'm not even gonna hold back who it was. I was yeah. performing at a comedy store, and uh, I had to. It was kind of early on, and I'm still early. I'm still an up and comer, you know, with comedy. I have a long way to go, but um, every week seems like just this enormous progression per mm-hmm. week, you know, or progression rather, and right. aggression. <laughs> yeah, right. And uh, and so off. I was performing, and sometimes and, regression. And, but yeah, and right. I was in this stage called the bringer stage where. You have to bring so many people um, in order to perform at the comedy store. And it's a huge racket. And I had to bring a minimum of so many people, and they pay a minimum plus a two drink. It's pay to play, uh, basically. It's, it's really? pay to play. Yeah, it's like we used to do at the Whiskey so, and the Roxy. Yeah. So yeah. I marketed my ass off, and I I was responsible for filling at least half of the uh, the audience, yeah. the venue. It's so hard. And they went to. Uh, uh, to introduce me, right. and they called me Jessica. <laughs> <laughs> Are you kidding me? Okay, now that's funny. Come on. You fill it up. You do all that I'm stuff. I'm responsible for like, you know, the, the success of that night. Like right. their revenue. Right. It, it, like a good 80% of the revenue for right. that night. Meanwhile, I was I was opening for a total like big shot um, headliner. And yeah. he wasn't responsible for to do anything. They just sh- they just flit in and they flit out. But we're, <laughs> we're the ones. It's the opening yeah. acts that right. we have all the pressure. And then they called me Jessica. Oh, my god. And goodness. that's my, yeah. You're like, and, I will cut you, mother. Yeah, and I don't even care. So, and as as I grow with my profession, no right. one is safe from my mouth. So I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about every bad experience right, I just ever let had. It fly, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. So while I was sitting here trying to listen to Jessica, your phone was ringing, Mindy. I mean, who, who was <laughs> your daughter? It's Joe. Oh, it's my daughter. daughter is calling. It's not I, I thought for, gums. I thought it's not for Max sure. Bleeding gums, Murphy. It's not Max Weinberg. Uh, it's your daughter. Man, you, Daddy, guys. can I go out with very was, short shorts on oh, and go oh, down? So what's that? Okay. No, no, no. So how's no, this going? No, Two no, no, beautiful no. teenage girls. No, that's a problem. 
that you are both parenting and Mindy, no God idea, bless you. Even for, if they're mine, I God have no God bless idea. you, Mindy, right. for coming into this yeah. with two teenage daughters. Well, at the time, they, are, they weren't teenagers. They, they were, are not my flesh and blood, but you do get that maternal just ding, you know, when one of them walks in with like shorts and the ass is hanging out and you're like, uh-uh. <laughs> you know, uh-uh, no, this is not going to happen well, we, in we, my house. All of a sudden at, you become mom. Yeah, we live at the beach, <laughs> so it's it's a much cash, much more casual, uh, you know, uh, clothing yeah. style, especially it's when you go to hot, school. You know, it's hot, and, however. But no. when ass cheeks are around, around this, no, 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 no. Out, no ass cheeks, go change them. Oh, dad, Good. no, no, no. Good, no. So I that's think. what the high school is all about. Well, I think no that's ass great, cheeks. though. No so no ass cheeks. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wish there was something more ethereal going on something more intellectual but now that's no, that's about it every just, day it's something and, uh, you'll look back and kind of like these days too maybe uh yeah, yeah sure, you know sure. no. no okay <laughs> well the, i noticed that the wine cellar is kind of depleting itself pretty fast right that's we joke we, we, we have it. like the most we we live in in a place <laughs> and our house is not that expensive we live in a place where it's like millions of dollars of homes you know just yeah. crazy sports heroes and everybody else and like maria sharapova lives a couple doors down from us and everything but I we claim your neighbors at your birthday party oh that's Very right yeah. cool clan by we the way. claim oh, we yeah, have the yeah. the wealthiest house in the neighborhood because the amount of champagne that we have mm-hmm. in the garage <laughs> I and you could appreciate that you. right no, it's really funny how yeah. that kind of sets a tone it's the whole I mean, value of the house yeah, i'm almost making furniture that out of it really at this point yeah set the tone of a place <laughs> the champagne and wine cellar yeah, absolutely So you're also an author and I'm a huge, I mean, I sort of feel weird saying I'm a bibliophile, but I think, you know, now if you read at least one book a month that classifies as a bibliophile with the wow. Instagram picture, you know, I mean, right, no, <laughs> it's everything's like a big become deal disposable, if I you know. can read a book. Um, and you actually wrote, you published a book. I did. Uh, called it's crazy. How, How to Play Madison Square Garden, A Guide to Stage Performance. Yeah. And... And it ended up doing really well. Like, how, how did this come about and what inspired you to... You know, and it still does pretty well because it's used as almost as like an instructional book for yeah, students, yeah. you know, right? Yeah, yeah. it's... Yeah. You know what? I think we, you know, we write about what we know about, you yeah, know, whether it's writing should. songs or mm-hmm. writing comedy or writing jokes or mm-hmm. any of that. And, and it helps to stick with what you know about, for sure. But... Um, I just, I've been around so many bands from the time I was born. I would watch my dad's band. We lived on the road with my dad's band until I was almost five. And that's right. You come from parents of musicians. Yeah. My grandmother was an opera singer. Whoa. You know, big, big girl, you know, the whole thing. Oh, I love it. Put together rock bands for about 15 years, eight bands a year that would tour. And I would just sit in their rooms and, and watch. And, you know, now I've been a part of this business for so many years mm-hmm. and I've made every mistake and I've watched every mistake being made. What? And you make I, mistakes? Oh my God. Really? <laughs> so I haven't seen it. I figured, okay, when I went to music school and I went to arguably the best music school in the world, they didn't have classes on how to perform. They had classes on how to play your instrument mm-hmm. and how to learn the scales and how right. to learn harmony and theory and all of that kind of stuff. But I see so many incredible musicians and I went to school with people who were phenomenal musicians, technicians, amazing. Yeah. But some of them became famous and some of them didn't. Mm. And talent isn't necessarily that driving force. Right. But some of those people who were really savvy 
business people or who were amazing performers somehow knew how mm-hmm. to connect. They just, you know, they became shooting stars. Isn't and interesting. I, I think a lot of people think that it's just an it factor that you're born with, but I absolutely believe that it's something that you can learn and you can learn how to connect with people and learn mm-hmm. how to connect with an audience and learn how to give of yourself and learn how to win over people and, you know, get booked back to a place and have people want to buy a ticket to your next show instead of, yeah, they're all right. And it's not all song-based and talent-based. So I thought, I've seen it all. I mean, I've seen rock bands, jazz bands, soul bands, every every type of band, and been a part of these bands. Yeah. And so I just figured, why don't I just start writing what I've seen? And I was pretty Mm -hmm. surprised at what I just kept writing, kept writing, kept writing. And my dad became a part of it. He, you know, he got in and we had one other friend. So I co-wrote it with two other people. Mm -hmm. And between the three of us, we just like came up with this mountain of stuff. I thought, this is awesome. So it was more about just condensing it down to something that maybe it'll save someone a couple years of their life that I had to, you know, spend kind of learning the hard way. But I, I thought it was something that I hadn't seen out there for people. And I bet it was rather cathartic for you to be able to talk about, you know, your experiences. It was fun. And yeah, like where you started and where, where you are now. And it and wasn't the, the people that you have met and and experiences yeah. that you've seen and who's made it and who hasn't and yeah it wasn't necessarily about my journey at all it was more about you know if you're going to start a band or be a solo artist mm-hmm. or even be someone giving a speech at a boardroom what do you need to think about what do you need to think about before you step on a stage? You know, it's like, are you a singer songwriter that, you know, you're introspective and you need like soft lights and you need, you know, a less is more stage or are you like kiss and you want the makeup yeah, and you the, need theatrics. The, the hair and the theatrics right. and that's what you're all about. And, right. you know, these are things that some people don't think about and other people do. Hence kiss is huge, mm-hmm. you know, but you got to find something that fits you and that fits your music and, or that fits your vibe. And, uh, I, yeah, I did think it was cathartic to write it, mm-hmm. but it was, it was kind of fun to just think, Oh my gosh, I think, I think this can really help people if it's a new band coming up or if it's, you know, an, a new artist going, I'm, sure. I'm so shy and I'm stage fright and yeah. I don't know what to do, but I'm really talented. I really feel like I've got a shot, but everyone else is good on stage and I'm not. I don't know how to talk to an audience. What do I do? I'm you sure. stealing my wine? What? He You're did kind of steal just a little taste. Wine. You were ripping there was... for a few minutes. So I got a little thirsty, I... so I just reached over and grabbed wow. your wine. Am, That's uh, how it goes. Right. 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 I am more than mildly <laughs> obsessed with a book called The Talent Code uh, by Daniel Coyle. And oh. it's about a neurological, it, it emphasizes the neurological insulator in our brain responsible for building a skill. Whoa, that's cool. Yeah. Huh. So yeah. um it's the like it's like code. any it's it's any like any muscle. Right. It's a, uh you know, we go to the gym and we build our muscle and right. we have a neurological insulator called myelin, M Y L I N. Hmm. And this is responsible for building skill. 
or talent rather. Wow. Isn't that cool? Because they, it's cool. like, okay, you know, what it, is it? Is it hard work it or is it sense. talent? Like there's a gray area. Yeah, there has, yeah. has to make you sense. You know? It has to because we, I've seen us, uh, I've seen her, you know, on the way to the show before and we're driving in a car and she learns a song sometimes in the car on the way to an event and it will just come out through your fingers in some way because you've done it, what, you know, the 10,000 times 10 hours at this point. Um, and, and that can't just be Malcolm Gladwell. Yeah, ten thousand right. hours. Yeah, I mean that just can't be. It's a it's, it's a beyond muscle. talent. Yeah, you, it's, you it's hardwired at that point. And yeah. and it's just yeah. it's ready like, to go. Think about go. all the notes you hit and how fast you do it. And yeah, it's hardwired. Absolutely. So, so I think you know going yeah. back to that, you know, and when people get frustrated and and discouraged, and you know, it happens with me. Like for a long time after a set, I would go to my car and cry. Quite honestly, yeah. really. And I was building my myelin. You know, yeah, it hurts. It hurts yeah. to, you know, because I wanted to do well so badly. Yeah. Right. And, and, you know, but you have to be a little like, bit uncomfortable. That did not and go that, well. No, I don't want to be Jessica. I'm Sarah J. <laughs> 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 but, you know, and I, I mean, not you know, every time, but Jessica a good, a and a time. lot of comics, we, we talk yeah. about it. It's our bonding thing. We all go to our cars and cry. It's really so <laughs> but sweet. Here's the thing but, about the girl who called you Jessica. She's actually, she's going to come in like 20 years down the road. You're going to be like, I'm going to find that girl who oh. called me Jessica. And I'm going to be like, hey, bitch, check me out now. <laughs> I, I know Who's where, Jessica now, huh? I know where she lives. <laughs> I know where her parents That's live. That's right. You know where her cat lives. <laughs> yeah. She has a pet bunny rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> she does now. <laughs> But sometimes we need those people yeah. to kind of disrespect us in a way you know, to, to go, oh, no, I'm going to show you. Oh, no, no, I'm not that girl. Uh, you know. Oh, I so many it. people have told me, you know, since I started this venture, because I started a little, well, I started early, then I took a long hiatus. And so to a lot of people, I'm starting late. But a lot of people told me that I couldn't do it. Did you, did you have people that oh never told you just, um, you know, ever. were Maybe worried last, about last you? Week? Were, Daily? You yeah, know, last yeah. week. Actually, my roommate. Um, um, hey, by the way, the bracelet. Oh yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, uh, yeah. My okay. roommate. There's a there's a there's a saying on her bracelet. Yeah, there's a yes. I want to hear it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we're out of time, but we have to hear yes. about the bracelet before that will be. Oh yeah, a I mean, because nice, you know, a it's nice a cliffhanger. Ending, yeah, yeah. Yes, right, right. So the bracelet. Okay, so the bracelet. Um, it says pretty good for a girl. And uh, oh so, my, yep. I know, right? For, right. for a girl. exactly what you guys are talking. But you about. were talking about like, have you ever been told? Holy, only crap, every day, man. My roommate in college, she's tr- Jessica's tripping right now. She's, I'm tripping. She's like done. Music I want to kick his ass. All these <laughs> oh my like, God. she's done music for all these huge films, The Matrix and Fast and Furious, and like she would be, you know, with the orchestra doing all this stuff. And she got fired at one point, and the guy was like, "You'll never work in this town again." And she came back to the room and cried right and and I just looked at her and I was like you know what now you're gonna be someone because in this town until you've been told you're never gonna work in this town again you're no one now you're on to something you're oh, cool I love it and I was I was just like now it's fine and uh so yeah I wrote a song for this this record called pretty good for a girl because I got I had to tell my story like there's so many women doing these ridiculously amazing things I mean you go up and do stand-up comedy and you were in the wow. wine business and you're an actress and you have a podcast and you're just you're taking over the world on oh, a daily man. basis and I you're inspiring you. <laughs> and I'm trying my best 
And yet someone is going to be like, you know what? That's pretty good. She ain't crying for in her car tonight. Tomorrow night. Yeah. Yeah, right. So I started writing this song and then we recorded it. And like I'd put in this just crazy sax solo in the middle. And once the sax solo came in and the band was just, you know, rocking it. And it was just became this explosive thing. I was like, damn right. I'm pretty good for a girl. Like, yeah, maybe if you practice, you can be pretty good for a girl, you know. So oh, we, we made up bracelets with pretty good I for a girl. And we made a website, prettygoodforagirl.net. Okay. And I feature a woman every week. And, you know, everyone from our friend who is in the wine business, Carolyn Bowler. But just women who are doing cool stuff because it inspires me. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you get caught up in the, oh, yeah, you're pretty good. For a girl, no. You got to just say, mm, yeah, I'm pretty good. You know, so this song has, has been say, a great inspiration. So we brought you a shirt and we brought you a bracelet. You did? Yep. Oh, my God. Because you're, you're pretty good for a girl. Well, there you go. It's our fight song now. It's our it's our motivation. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. They need to end the podcast. Pretty good for a girl. And well, the wine's almost done. You can find the uh, the the, thank you for joining us on drinking Uh, during business hours. You can find the bracelet pretty good for a girl dot dot net. And yeah. Mindy Bear and the Bone Shakers CD comes out today. Today, and, oh my god! And and so that is available via. Uh, you can buy it anywhere music is sold. MindyAbear.com or Amazon or Spotify. You can stream it iTunes uh, anywhere. That's right. Anywhere. And yeah. Eric Guerra, Reserve Tastings with Eric Guerra. And where can you find Reserve Tastings? You have a website? Yeah, it's, uh, it's well, on Instagram and Facebook and, and nice, just other nice. creepy places you just got to find on your own to, at some point. Creepy yeah. places. Any so cool Eric. concert. Eric, Eric Guerra, he He's has there. an excellent palate. Wherever Max really, Weinberg one of the, ex- is, the most excellent palates in the wine industry. I can't thank you two enough. Yeah. You really are such an inspiring, cool couple. Uh, I just like hanging with you. Yeah, I like hanging great. with you. It's good. We love right. hanging with you. All right, well, we're going to come go. back, though. I hope so. And Will you champagne come back? next time. Champagne. And then we'll do Ooh, Cabernet. Yes. Yeah. We'll do... I was in a, we were in a rosé yeah. mood with, with X, but we rose also we, we have we have some other partners. Yeah. So, yeah. We, Absolutely. I hope you can. I like drinking during business hours. It's it's his business, and it's and, my and business, and too. By so. the way, and this rosé this rose is excellent. I mean, it's, it's AIX, which is, but it's still X. It sounds sexy. It does sound sexy. sexy. That's right, it does. Thank you again for joining us. Until the next time.